welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. Hey, what's going on, His Church? I'm so excited about today for you. And uh, Jesse and I want to say we love you. We'll see you next week. I want to let you know I'm on vacation. So do not call me this week, okay? Our kids aren't with us. It's just Jess and I. We do this once a year so our marriage can stay strong, so we can help your marriages stay strong. But today at every His Church campus, the campus pastors are bringing the Word of God. They've been collaborating together. They're preaching on the topic of mind monsters today. Come on. We got to win the war for our mind. And I love Pastor Patrick and Pastor Tiffany Donahue. Come on. I want you to, I want you to give Pastor Patrick a big hand clap. We love him. They've been with us for years as he comes to minister the Word of God today. It's going to be a great day. God bless you. Come on, give him a hand clap right now as he comes. Oh, well, praise the Lord. Uh, man, I, I expected a standing ovation, though, honestly. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, how are you doing this morning? Pastor Patrick Donahue. And, uh, man, that's such a nice intro from Pastor Brian. I think we're wearing the same jacket in that video. And um, I love Pastor Brian. It's such an honor to serve under him. It's such an honor to be on staff at this church, and it is such an honor to be your campus pastor here in Owensboro. I am in love with what God is doing here in Owensboro. Amen? Let's get excited about that, right? And so um, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Look at your neighbor. Just say, get ready. You better get ready. I'm, I'm, I'm going to encourage you today. I'm hopefully going to encourage you today. And uh, we're, you're going to be blessed. And uh, thank you so much for being here today. And uh, lot, lots going on. Miss Catherine was up just up here just t- uh, talking about all the stuff going on. And uh, anybody make it out to Candy Trail yesterday? Who's here? We had about uh, 300, I think about 375 people, rough count, about people that came through the doors. And uh, so thank you, a big thank you to all of the volunteers that helped make that happen, those that donated candy to help make that happen, and all of the attendees that came and had a great time. If you're watching online, maybe, uh, man, come back. We'd love to have you. And, uh, man, thank you again to everybody that helped make that event uh, such a great turnout, even in that monsoon of rain. And uh, I didn't know we were going to have a tornado uh, yesterday afternoon either. So uh, everybody, uh, hopefully everybody was safe and got power. Is anybody still without power? Is that why you came to church this morning? Uh, see, see the, you know, see the, the lights and the AC on? But, uh, but no, we're, we're glad that you're here and uh, glad we had a great, great weekend. Let's pray, and we're just going to jump into the message this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much just for the opportunity uh, to be here in your house, to be with your people, to draw near to you. And Father, I thank you that uh, you're, you're going to move in this service, move in our hearts, move in our minds. I thank you, Lord, our minds are being renewed today and every day. And Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, for all these things in Jesus' Mighty, mighty name, the church hit. Amen, amen, and amen. I've got uh, about a pocket full of cough drops in, in, my, in my mouth right now, so if, I, if it looks a little weird, that's why I'm trying not to cough at you or on you right now. But uh, we, we're talking about mind monsters. Everybody say, everybody say mind monsters. We're talking about mind monsters. We've talked about this before, and it's a good subject to talk about. It's a good subject to think about and to consider. Uh, because it's something that we all deal with, right? The battlefield of the mind. Joyce Meyer, um, great preacher, and she wrote a very uh, great, a great book, uh, um, uh, a worthwhile read if, if you're a reader out there. 
battlefield of the mind several years ago because she, she, I mean, she hit the nail on the head, right? It's something that we all deal with. It's this battlefield we deal with each and every day, our thought life. What are we dwelling on? What are we thinking about? What are we considering in our minds? And uh, we've even been talking a little bit about it, <coughs> excuse me, on Wednesday nights. And uh, on Wednesday nights, we're talking about, and if you're not here on Wednesday nights, man, you should c- totally come on Wednesday nights. Uh, it's Wednesday school, and uh, think, think Sunday school on Wednesday nights. why we call it Wednesday school. Don't overthink it. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's roundtable discussion, so we take out most of the chairs. We've got tables, and you'll get, to, you'll get to learn a little bit from the teaching, and then you'll get some, some roundtable discussion with your table leaders. And uh, really, we've been hitting on you know, the, the, the idea and the topic of faith and building your faith and a foundation of faith and living out your faith uh, for quite a while now. And, uh, and so uh, a lot of that comes, though, uh, uh, in opposition, that your faith and, and, your, and your mind, they're in opposition. Your, your, your mindset and your thought life, your flesh, it's going to wage war against your faith. You're going to try to walk out in faith, but your flesh is going to try to wage war against you walking out in faith because we're human, because we are made of flesh. And we want to know it ahead of time, right? We want to see it. We want to hear it. We want to know it, but we're not always going to see it. We're not always going to hear it. We're always going to know it because that's the thing about walking with God. It wouldn't take faith for anything, right? If I knew everything, right? If I, if I saw, saw everything, heard everything, I'm not God, but I serve a God who does see all and know all and, know, and knows all, right? And so, and so I'm going to operate in faith, and, I, and to do that, though, I, I need to make sure I'm guarding my mind. Everybody say, guard your mind. Guard your mind. And uh, it talks about in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again, it's those things that we don't see, but we're choosing to operate in faith. Even though our mind might say the opposite, the world might come against us and try to get us to look the other way, but, but it's operating in that faith of, of what we do not yet see. So we've got we've to operate uh, in faith to, to uh, attack those mind monsters. What is a mind monster? Mind monster, they are the negative invaders of your mind that will come to steal your joy, your peace. They want to disrupt your relationships, and they want to take away your, your contentment in life. You ever notice how quickly you can become discontented when you start thinking about, you know, you scrolling on Facebook? Well, I, want, I mean, they, they're doing that. I want to do that. I want to do that. You think I didn't want to go on vacation? I saw you jokers go down to Florida when, you, when I was in here. I love Owensboro. I like the beach too, right? I start, you know, if I wanted to, I could get, I could get resentful. But like, no, no, I'm going to go to the beach later, right? Be, I can be happy for you for being at the beach, right? And, uh, but that can take a negative twist sometimes too, though, if you start to think about those things, dwell on those things too much, right? And so, uh, so we want to learn how to be con- content. And it's impossible to live a positive life with a negative mindset. It's, I'll say it again. It's impossible to live a positive life with a negative mindset. The Bible says that out of, your, out of your heart, the mouth speaks, right? So what you're dwelling on internally in here, in here, it, that's what's going to come forth from your speech. The Bible also talks about the power of your tongue, the power of your speech. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so what's in here, what's in here, it's going to come out of your mouth, and it's now going to lead your destiny. It's now going to develop your path in life. So what's in here and what's in here, 
is actually very, very important because out of the heart, out of your mind, it, it's gonna, that's what's going to come forth from your speech, and then that's what's going to lead and guide your life. So that's why we've got to guard our minds. Everybody say, guard your mind. So if you want to live a successful Christian life, you have to take a stand against those negative invaders of your mind. That's why you've got to guard your mind. But you can overcome the invasion of these mind monsters by living according to the assignment God has for you each and every day. Again, it's, 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 it's just watching your thoughts, watching your thought life, guard, guarding your thought life. Now, thoughts, they, they can be a, a lot like trades. Pastor Brian has, you, has used this illustration before, right? Your, your thoughts can be like trains, and, and you'd never get on a train, right? And, and really, who rides trains? But you get the idea. And you'd never get on a train, though, not knowing where that train's going to go, right? You never buy a ticket, get on an airplane without knowing where that thing's going to land, you know, you know where it's gonna. You know where it's gonna land. Uh, you, you, you better. And uh, so, so why would you? Uh, why would you engage in conversation? And a lot of times, honestly, we do know. Like in our flesh, man. If I start to talk with Wes and we start talking about basketball, I hate his basketball team, and it's just gonna get me riled. I don't know who you root for, but you know what I mean. And and I know if I ahead of time, if I'm gonna engage in this conversation, it's gonna get me riled up. Now, sports is kind of a silly thing, but maybe I choose. I know if I'm just going to gossip with this person, man, I'm just going to get so riled up about that person, about those group of people. Man, I'm just going to get so riled up in my thought life, in my heart. And then all of a sudden that starts to, uh, again, starts to affect my speech, starts to direct my life. See how that works? And so we've got to guard our mind. You've got to watch your thought life. And uh, so you never, you'd never get on a train no, not knowing, you know, how, where it's going to end up. And so that's the beauty of God's word. That's the beauty of the promises of God because they don't change. They're the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I can know, I can get on, on the word of God. I can, I can jump on that train and I can know where, that, where, where it's going to take me. I can know where it's going to take my life, my thought life, my heart, my family. I, I know each and every time where that's going to take me. Look in Romans uh, eight, uh, Romans chapter eight, verses five through eight. It says this, it says, for those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. So if you're in the flesh, you're going to focus on the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, they set their minds on the things of the spirit. If you're in the spirit, you focus on the spirit. Verse six, for, for to set the mind on the flesh, uh-oh, is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Ooh. Indeed, it cannot. For those that are in the flesh, they cannot please God. And so if, if, if you don't, if, if you think in the flesh, you operate in the flesh, and then you can't please God, and, and then you're in opposition to God. I don't, I don't want to be in opposition to God. I'm telling you, I don't think anybody's going to raise their hand and say, yeah, I want to be in direct opposition of the creator of the heavens and the earth, right? You don't want to do that. And I'm telling you, align, aligning yourself with God, it begins with having a, a, a good thought life and, and, uh, and a thought life that's, that's focused on things of the spirit, not of things of the flesh. And so you have a choice of whether or not you're going to allow, again, these mind monsters to stay affecting who you are and, and determining your outcome or if you want God's plan for your life. Look in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 5. It says this. It says, For we walk in the flesh, and we, uh, and we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power 
to destroy strongholds. Verse 5, we destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Man, take every thought captive. And that, that might be harder at first because, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes we can walk in the flesh and think in the flesh, and it's hard to think in the spirit. But the longer you stay in the spirit, the easier it is to identify those thoughts of the flesh. And it can be as simple as I, I'm talking with somebody, I'm having a conversation, and, I mean, we all misspeak, right? And I say something, and the spirit of God will just put me in check. Mm-mm. No, you, sh- you should have said that. Maybe, maybe you should apologize. Maybe you should clarify that, right? You say something, you do something, and, and, and immediately the, the Spirit of God will just highlight that to you. It jumps off the page, right? Because the longer you walk with God, it, it's, it's so, right? What, what business does light have with dark, right? And so the, the longer you're with God, it's easier to identify what those things of the flesh are, right? So take captive every thought, right? And, and that, that comes with maybe things that you're saying that creates these thoughts in your life, Things that you're listening to, people that you're listening to, things that you're watching on TV, things that you're watching on the internet. Take captive every single thought. Like Pastor Brian's like, it's not, it's not bad to see something or hear something, right? It's not sinful just to see or hear something one time, but it's when you meditate on it. It's when you dwell on it. It's when you go back to that channel. It's when you go back to that website. It's when you go back to that conversation and dwell there. That's when it begins to, to uh, just poison your thought life and, and poison, poison your spirit and get you more in the flesh and out of the spirit. So we're not going to do that. Amen? Amen. So, uh, so I think about a door, right? I, I just, uh, just talking this out last night. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I lock and double lock and deadbolt lock my, my door, my front door, every night before we go to bed. My, my nighttime routine is not to go and willingly unlock my door and open my door and then, oh, good night, kids. Good night, wife. We're just all going to go to bed now, right? You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. Who, who would do that? That's not a smart thing that anybody would do. Why would you willingly just open yourself up to an attack? And that's the same thing when, when we choose not to uh, consciously try to, try to guard our minds, to guard our hearts, to guard and, t- and to not ca- uh, take captive of those thoughts, Right? That, that's basically what we're doing. And again, we're all guilty of it. I'm not, I'm not preaching at you. I'm, I'm confessing with you, right? I, I'm, I'm one and the same. Uh, but we all need to do a better job of, of uh, taking captive every idle thought. Uh, and so we're not, we're not leaving those doors wide open for an attack of the enemy. Amen? Amen. So, uh, so, so uh, you think about, you know, we're talking mind monsters. It's Halloween. Mind monsters. Monsters, right, they, they have like the, the, the antidote, like in the movies, right? Jack, Dracula, you're going to get him with the, the stake through the heart. Uh, the, the werewolf, you're going to get him with a silver bullet. And these mind monsters that come at you, that we, that we do have an enemy that's coming at you, uh, the, the, the mind monsters in our life, they'll, they'll be nullified and taken out by the Word of God. And uh, who's thankful for the Word of God? Amen. Y'all, y'all give God a hand clap for that. Here's something that says in his word. It says in John 16, it says, John 16, verses 32 and 33, it says, Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home and, uh, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone for my father is with me. This is Jesus talking. In verse 33, it says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. 
And that's an encouraging scripture because it's like, hey, this is not just, you know, I don't, I don't want to paint this, this rosy colored uh, picture for you. You're going to have issues. You're going to have tribulations in life because we live in a fallen world, right? So I don't want to tell you bad things aren't going to come against you. I'm just telling you that you don't have to worry about those bad things coming against you, attacking you, attacking your mind, because we have an overcomer. We've got one that has already won the battle for us. It, that, that's why it's just left to us to not submit to our flesh and to try to fight these battles by ourselves, but uh, submit to the Spirit and allow the one that's already overcome to overcome in our lives. Amen? So, um, so I think about our enemy. The enemy is a three-pronged attack he's going to come at you with. You all probably heard this, right? Your enemy, he wants to kill, to steal, and to destroy. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. And so I think if we're going to get in a battle, right, if we're going to get in this battlefield of the mind, we're going to attack these mind monsters, I think it's wise to know what your enemy is going to try to do against you. And um, so our enemy, the first thing he's going to try to do, he's going to try to steal. I think he's going to try to steal the promise, I think the very first thing he's going to try to do is take out that foundation of God's word from you and steal the word. It's exactly what he did in, uh, in the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, right? You've got Adam and Eve there. It's the very first thing he does. Did God really say this? Is that what he really said? Did he really say don't eat from that tree? Is that what he really said? Right? Begin to question. He wants to take away that word, wants to take away the foundation of God's word. And that's what he wants to do in your life too, you know, I love in Jeremiah 29, 11, though, it says this. It says, for I know the thoughts I think toward you. It's interesting that we're thinking about our thought life, that God also has a thought life. Do you know that? It says, for I know the ha uh, thoughts I, ha I think toward you, sa saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, and to give you an expected end or to give you a hope and a future. God, God has good thoughts towards you, right? He, he wants you to have those same, the, those same thoughts. Uh, but uh, it, it, how quickly we forget, though, and, and how quick, quickly we allow the enemy to steal the, those promises of God from us. Uh, I think about, I was talking with John, uh, Pastor John Tatum. Uh, he and I and Pastor uh, Jordan, we all kind of got together on maybe different things we were going to uh, bring up in this. And uh, John was talking about how, you know, the disciples... They, um, they didn't even recognize Jesus like when he came back. How quickly they forgot, right? The, clo the closest guys in Jesus' inner circle, he came back in resurrected form, and uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't even recognize him. And think about the Israelites. Uh, I think about all the amazing things that the Israelites saw. Think, think, think about all of the, the plagues they saw that, that came against Pharaoh and his army, right? Plague of locusts. The, the Nile, it turns to blood. They saw pillars of fire. They saw the sea split into two, right? They saw amazing things. And yet, how quickly they forgot. And they're wandering in the desert, and they start murmuring. They start complaining. Hey, do you, do you think Moses knows what he's doing? Man, are we ever going to see that promise of the land of milk and honey, uh, milk and honey that, that we were talking about earlier? Where, where's that? I'm, I'm looking on GPS. I don't see it on the map. Where is it? I don't see it. I want, man, you know what? This is where their conversation went. Man, I, you know what? It would have been better off had we just stayed in captivity. We'd be better off in Egypt. We'd be better off under Pharaoh than wandering around in the desert. How quickly is, is that, uh, does that mind shift, did that mind shift change, right? It's like, hey, we're free? Man, look at these amazing things God has done in, in our lives. He's freed us. We're free. Man, 
and in a heartbeat, they're complaining and they want to go back to captivity. I'm telling you, if, if you'll allow the enemy to steal the word of God and to steal the truth of God, to steal God's plan for your life, you can have a, 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 a victim mentality. You can have this thing where it's like, man, I don't, I don't deserve this. I don't want this. I want, my, I want what I think I want in the flesh right now because I'm led by emotion. And I'm telling you, we're not, we're not people of emotion, right? Because emotion is, moment, is momentary. It's minute to minute. We're people of faith, right? We're going to operate in faith. We're going to stand on God's word. We're going to stand on his promises. Man, let's not let the enemy steal the word of God from us. Amen? So I think he's going to try to steal the promise. I think he's going to try to steal the word of God from you. I think he's going to try to kill your identity. I think he's going to try to kill your identity. And, and, that, and that, as Christians, we identify with Christ, right? We are followers of Christ, who Christ is in you. I think he's going to try to kill that notion and that concept. He's going to try to take that from you. And, uh, and we can all get in a place, if we're not careful, and, and, and we'll allow him to do that. And uh, I'll be honest, when I, uh, when I was in college, I, I grew up a Christian, grew up in church, uh, knew who Jesus was, gave my heart to, to Christ at an early age. But I, when I was in college, I basically, I kind of did my own thing. I didn't renounce my religion or anything. I just probably wasn't doing a lot of good Christian things at the time, right? And uh, I had built my, my life on uh, all these pillars, right? Uh, all these pillars that I thought were a foundation for my life. Uh, in college, I played sports, so I had this this pillar of sports that was holding me up, and I played baseball, and so I'm, I'm practicing, I'm going to games, and that, that was a huge part of who I was. Just going to school was a huge part of who I was, right? You're going to class, you've got classmates, you're talking about school things, and then social life, right? My social, my, my social life, my friends, and uh, so all of these things, that's, that's who I identified with. We're talking about the enemy trying to steal your identity, and I bought into it. I bought into the fact that I thought that was my identity. I thought that's who I was. But you know, it's funny. In a moment when I graduated college, all of those things kind of went away all at one time. I graduate college, so I'm not going to school anymore. So this pillar that I thought was a pillar, it's not there anymore. All sports, it ends right there because, shockingly, I did not go pro. <laughs> I had the choice to go pro, but I, I, I turned it down. Uh, uh, but, you know, so I, I didn't go pro. So sports ended there. So this, another, this, this pillar that I thought was a pillar, it's not there anymore. And then the social life, right? It's not there anymore. You graduate, everybody scatters to the wind. They go off and get jobs. They move, they get married, all of these things. And so uh, honestly, I was, I was left in a place where I had built my life, thought seemingly so, building my life on this foundation that really wasn't a foundation. And I found myself in this place. I, I had graduated. I was a college athlete had a diploma, young, world, you know, world at my fingertips. But I had no idea what I was going to do. Had no, no real direction because I, I had just kind of done my own thing for so long. I didn't have an identity. And I'll just tell you, share this quick testimony. But, and, so I, and so I wrestled with that, you know, my identity, didn't know who I was, didn't know direction, any of that. And uh, just praise the Lord. I will never forget uh, this, this moment I had with, uh, with, with God and I was in, uh, I was here in Owensboro. I was in a one-bedroom apartment. I was all by myself. And uh, after kind of struggling with my identity, it's like, who am I? What, what am I supposed to do? What, what's Patrick's life supposed to look like? And uh, after kind of really struggling with that for, for quite a, a long time, 
I finally gave up and, and stopped fighting the fight by myself, right? I was in the flesh. And then I turned, I, I, I wanted to get in the spirit again. And I said, Lord, I cannot do this without you. I need you. And I promise you, in that, in that same moment that I, that I submitted to God, I submitted to him and I said, I need you. I can't do this by myself. In that, in that same moment, it, it felt like, just, just like a physical hug. I felt like Jesus was hugging me in that moment and embracing me in that moment and, and letting me know that my identity, it's found in him. I'm telling you, you have an identity that, that's found in Christ and he never loses sight of that. Even if we lose sight of that, I'm telling you, you, you can run, you can hide, you can build yourself up on false foundations. But if you'll just decide, hey, I, I want to come back to the Father's house. I want my identity in him. He is willing and waiting with arms wide open. to. That's what we talk about all the time, to embrace you. I felt his embrace that day. And I'm telling you, he wants to embrace you. So if, if, if you ever feel like you've strayed or maybe you're straying right now, you don't feel like you don't have an identity, I'm telling you, God, he's not, he's not mad at you. He's not trying to beat you over the head because you, you have an identity in something else. But if you'll just choose to give him a chance, you'll taste and you'll see that the Lord is good and he will embrace you and he'll give you a new identity and a new day. Amen? He's a good God. He loves you. So I think the enemy, though, I think he'll try to do that, though. I think he'll try to steal the promise of God, the, the, God's word from you. And if he'll do that, he can try to kill your identity that's on the inside of you. So you won't identify with Christ, you'll identify with other things. Uh, and then the third thing, I think he'll try to destroy you. I think he'll, he'll, he'll try to destroy your world. And that, and that really means everything about you, everything around you. Because the devil, he does not play fair. You'd think it'd be enough if he just wanted to take you out. But I promise you, it's not just you he wants to take out. It's your family, it's your friends, it's your coworkers, it's anybody that might ha you might have influence with. The devil does not play fair. He wants to take everybody out around you. And I uh, think about one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, uh, a war movie, Saving Private Ryan. Anybody seen that? Twenty years old, right? And so uh, uh, I was talking about that last night with Tiffany. Tiffany's like, it is not twenty years old. I was, it is. I looked it up. It's crazy. But uh, I, lo I love that movie, and if you haven't seen it, it's been out for 20 years. I'm sorry, you should have seen it by now. And so, uh, so part of the end of the movie, anybody remember Umpum? Umpum? Who hates Umpum, right? I mean, good Lord. I mean, he was a good guy. He kind of redeemed himself at the end of the movie. Uh, again, spoiler, sorry. But uh, so, so basically, Umpum is, is at the end of the movie, and uh, just the quick gist of the movie, uh, you know, these American soldiers, they're fighting to save this bridge, this area, so the enemy forces don't, don't overtake it, don't then overtake this town. And tactically, it was going to be a big deal if they, if they were to do that. And so, uh, so Tom Hanks and his ragtag bunch of soldiers, they're, they're, they're fighting off the enemy. And uh, Umpum, it, his job, he's got all the ammo, right? He's got, he's got lots of ammo. He's got extra weapons. And his job is to help his other, these other soldiers that are, that are in the fight, because Umpum's not really a fighter. He's like a reporter kind of guy, but he got thrown into this. So Umpum, again, you should go watch Saving Private Ryan if you don't already know this. And, uh, but Umpum, at the, at the very end, at a crucial moment, part of uh, a couple of guys that are in this, uh, in this area, they're fighting off the enemy, and they need ammo. And so they're yelling for Umpum, 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 Umpum. They, they need ammo. And Umpum gets petrified with fear. 
right? And he's got all the ammo. He's literally, he looks like Rambo. He's covered in ammo. He's got guns all around him. He's got, he's got what they need, but he gets petrified with fear because there's fighting all around him. So he sits there petrified. And, uh, and if you've seen the movie again, you know, like uh, eventually the enemies, they get to their guys that are, that are up there that need the ammo. And, and the guy, he's screaming for umpum, 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 help me, help me. And umpum could help him. All he's got to do is go up there, but he's petrified in fear. And, 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 it's, and it's sad. It's a, it's, a, it's a terrible part of the movie. It's why, it's why I don't like Umpum. Umpum sits there petrified in fear, and his buddy dies, and he did nothing. And, uh, and again, later on, he kind of redeems himself. But in that moment, it's like, oh, my gosh, don't ever let me be an Umpum. And, uh, and so a lot of times, though, if we'll allow that, though, if we'll allow uh, the enemy to, to steal our foundation, It'll kill our identity. It'll petrify us where we don't know where to go. If we don't have an identity, we don't have direction. And then he'll try to destroy, again, not just us. He, didn't, he wasn't trying to just take Umpum out in that moment, right? He's trying to take Umpum's friends out. And so if Umpum's not doing what he's supposed to do, his, not, he doesn't just suffer, his friends suffer, right? There, there's people around you that, that can benefit from your obedience, and they, they could be to their detriment for your lack of obedience, right? There, there's blessing attached to your obedience. Someone else is counting on you, right? And so uh, let's not be umpum, right? Let, let's do what we know we've been called to do. And you think about umpum. I, I think about us uh, in the same mindset, that same scenario. That's basically what God is trying to tell us right now. It's like, hey, hey, Patrick, listen. Look at all the ammo that you've got with you. Look at all that I've equipped you with. Look at all the promises I've spoken over to you. Look, look at all the things I've already done in your life. Look at what I've delivered you from. You have what it takes. You can win the battle. Don't get stuck. Don't get petrified with fear. Don't get a negative mindset. Don't start to murmur. Don't start to wander. Focus on me and focus on the things I have presented to you that are right with you right now. I am with you right now. Don't fear. I'm telling you, God's calling, as, as Umpum's being called up those stairs, Christ is calling us to higher, higher things. I'm telling you, if, if, we'll, if, we'll, if we'll allow God to, to work in us, we won't let the enemy steal the promise to kill our identity, and we won't let the, the enemy destroy our world. I'm telling you, uh, here, here's what I'll leave you with. It's, it's in Philippians uh, chapter 4, verses 8 through 9, and it says, I love this scripture. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true and whatever is honorable, just or pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about those things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in the God of peace. He will be with you. I'm telling you in life, if you'll concentrate on those things, if you'll concentrate on what's, what's true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable and excellent, and all those things worthy of praise, if you'll think about those things, Right? It'll change the way that you talk. It'll change the course of your life. And, and it'll help keep the God of peace with you every step of the way, every season of life, every battle you come into contact with. God is right there for you, fighting for you, fighting those mind monsters with you to give you the victory. Amen? Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to pray that we've got the right kind of mindset. The mind monsters aren't gonna take us out. We're gonna have the right mindset. We're gonna operate in everything God has for us today and every day. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for everybody under the sound of my voice. 
I thank you, Lord, that mind monsters are far from us. I thank you, Lord, we do take captive every idle thought, everything that's not of you. Father, we don't want it. We don't want to sit on it. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to meditate on it. But we want to meditate on the promises of God, the goodness of God. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you would just reveal those things to us. Highlight to us through through the Spirit of God. Just every day, Lord, highlight what you're doing in us right now. What you remind us, Father, what you've done for us. Now, thank you, Lord. We're not going to be like the Israelites. We're not going to complain. We're going to keep our eye on the prize. And I thank you, Lord. We're going to we're going to surely see that land that flows with milk and honey. I thank you, Father. You've got good things in store for us, and that means everybody under the sound of my voice, everybody watching online. I thank you. You have good things in store for them. I thank you, Lord. You're a God that has his arms wide open, ready to receive us and embrace us and encourage us and remind us, despite what the mind monsters might try to say, that you have good things in store for us. I thank you, Father. We walk in those good things. We speak those good things, and we help other people walk in those things as well. Father, lead God and help us as we go today. I thank you, Lord, for all these people. Lord, bless them. Lead God and help them now in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And the church said, amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for being here this morning. God bless you guys.